0: Yeah, so when I see these things now, like, oh, so-and-so broke the record and was like, oh, what, because your fans decided to sit in a room. And I always use this example of that fit of that Nicki Minaj stan who was in his room with 5,000 laptops and 600 <laughs> iPhones playing...
1: The, yeah, I remember you said this before, <laughs> like, crazy.
0: Playing the Say So remix on Spotify and Apple Music to make sure it's number one. And it's, and it's just like, yeah, it's I, don't know, I don't want to sound like an old head or so prescriptive, but that's just not how it should be it should like if you're gonna like earn these records and earn these milestones it should be because that's just what the general public you know did (laughs) and that's just what your fan base naturally did you know what i'm saying
2: hello guys and welcome to a new episode of don't Alert the stands this is season six episode 12 and you are here today with your host ed mckenzie and nicholas terrell and Chopin. and guys it is a new episode it is a new moon few things have happened this week in terms of the spiritual world i know i saw a tweet um a few weeks ago saying that people come to dats for music and spiritual conversations and um, politics and all these different types of things but if this is your first time listening we are done. Like the Stands. We are a music and culture podcast with a marked focus on stand culture. And we talk about all things. Um, so let's start the episode. Nick, how are you? I'm good. Um, the weather is looking a-okay today, looking
1: quite sunny, um, humid, very humid in my room right now. So I'm going to enjoy hopefully the weather um, and some good food later. So I'm in a good mood, just prioritizing rest this weekend as well. But how are the both of you how's your week's been how are you enjoying the weekend
0: um for full disclosure and transparency um i hate everything right now and um it is of the utmost importance that i do nothing this weekend i'll leave it like that i love that okay. for you though the nothingness okay. i love that part
2: yeah yeah um and i feel you on that at times there are times where i really hate everything um. I think for me um this week was a very interesting week, like I said, it was a new moon um and um someone that I've been following for a while, a spiritual teacher called sadguru um had a um a session online where he introduced the new moon and spoke about a few things and um this moon in particular, this cycle, so this cycle for the last few months was a very interesting um point in my journey um I want to give a special shout out to Reem because we had a great conversation about Buddhism it was very short but in the very few words that we used I felt like I kind of understood um his journey and um kind of reflected on my own and I just want to share kind of quickly um a nugget that kind of came up for me um in my own kind of spiritual practice so for me Um, one of the things that I really struggle with is um, forgiveness resentment and also letting go that is something that I really struggle with and it's no surprise that during the last few months this moon has been um, about letting go because I've had to go through so many motions Um, and I think for me I realized that the world can only be full of drama and complications if you allow it to be there is a certain amount of addiction that we have as people to drama issues and problems um, especially when we're bored and i don't know if this will reach someone who listens to this podcast and is currently going through something um but i just wanted to let you know that it will be okay it will be fine it will work itself out eventually uh, and life has a very interesting way of making things happen um And I think that's kind of where i'm at this week i'm at a point where i'm trying to stay present trying to stay in the moment trying to stay happy trying to not think too much because i think the one thing that's coming up for a lot of people that i'm speaking to is everyone is thinking about the past everyone is kind of either worrying or questioning or wanting some kind of resolve for the past And I just want to remind you guys to kind of stay with us in this episode as you listen to it, because you're here with us right now. Anything that's happened in the past or you're worried about in the future, you're here now. Don't worry about it. Um, But I'm all good. I'm all good today. I'm smelling barbecues. I'm seeing hot weather. There was a moth in my sock today, um, which was a very interesting experience. I know it was a very interesting experience, but um, I'm all good. And we'll just, what we'll do is we'll go straight into the episode, but listeners as always, please feel free to join the conversation at D-A-T-S-P-O-D, that is the hashtag, but also our social media as well, and we'll have a conversation with you, we'll retweet you, let us know what you're working on, listening to, and you can email email us as well at D-A-T-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Um, I have a random urge to shout out Tony, because I realised that for the last few episodes we haven't given him a shout out, but great work on the editing and everything that you're doing so that's tony supreme check out his um soul surge i haven't used twitter in a while but i know he still does it um yeah on no signal and And what we'll do is we'll jump straight into the episode so Shope, do your thing
0: right so we are now going to get into the lessons of the week i have um quite a few that i'm gonna um, run down and do a quick, I guess, shout out to things that I'm not gonna go into depth, but just things that I have have been listened to this week. Um, So I'm gonna start off with um, Kadeem Terrell's Simple Man. Now this song came out, I think some point in April, but I think I missed it when it initially came out. But um, the video came out, I think a a week or two weeks ago. And um, True To Form, as always, it's just um, another great song. And as you guys know, Kadeem has been on the show before. He's a friend to the show, good friend of Eden. Um, Yeah, no, True To Form is just um, another really, really, really great song. And why I will forever champion him as one of the um, essential names we should be talking about when we speak about UK R&B. And I just love, I just love, like, um the production of his songs, I love his delivery, I love his tone, um, I love, I love his songwriting, and I love how the video, if you guys have watched, it's like an ode to, um, the Sugar Babes Overload, um, because it's like very simplistic and minimalistic, um, don't know what else to say really, but yeah, he's, I just love the consistency, like, I can't, I can't really say that there's been a bad song of his and I knew and I do know he's got an album his debut album is coming out later this year so um yeah check it out guys um secondly we're going to LaBelle so um when I interviewed um Dawn Richard a few months ago we were speaking about LaBelle and she recommended that I read this book called Why LaBelle Matters by Adele Berte I believe that's her name and so i've been I've always been a bit of a bell fan but i definitely think like in the last year or so i've definitely developed a massive appreciation and respect for them especially when i think about Patti LaBelle as a solo artist, and when she was in a group and I just think that she was making the best music of her life when she was in this group with these three with these two other ladies Nona Hendricks and Sarah Dash and so the book in summary like I said is called Why LaBelle Matters and this is basically so I really read like the first like 30 pages but it's just basically I guess it's does what it says on the tin it just explains like why why they're influential and how they changed the game for female groups in the 60s and 70s and how they were arguably the mothers of the Afrofuturist movement and you know their roots from the Shipman circuit in Philadelphia being the first black girl group on the cover of Rolling Stone and they were just like this cosmic mix of like funk, rock and roll, gospel. The book actually terms their sound gospel punk, and I think that's actually the perfect way to describe them because it's just so, so aggressive and raw and stratospheric. And I just feel like it's just very different. Like, we, I probably all know who, who Patty LaBelle is, we all know who she is, especially like Legends, but I feel like you, um, there's a lot. There's a life before that that isn't discussed enough, and that is her group because they were successful, but they definitely, compared to their contemporaries, were not as commercially successful. I just think a lot of what they were doing, the music they were making, the subject matter was just. and know, three black women too. I think the world just wasn't ready for it back then, and also their outfits as well. It just, and we've seen a lot of that now with TLC and Solange and Beyonce, Janelle Monae. Uh, like A lot of what they did, especially fashion-wise I'm really rambling here But anyway, back to my point I listened to their album Chameleon (laughs) Which came out in 1976 (laughs) And that's the album I'm most familiar with So I'm looking forward to reading the book And discovering why I love Discovering their other albums Because I've heard bits and pieces But like Chameleon's my most familiar with that one album So I've listened to that a lot this week And I have some new favourites from the album So there's a song on there called A Man in a Trenchcoat um, there's a song on it called "Who's Watching the Watcher," which to me is just like if three black women were singing an Elton John song or a Freddie Mercury song. That's what it is, and it's just like I said. It's just like I said. It's just like it's rock, it's gospel, it's R&B. It's just like this random mishmash of genres. But and also on around to it, what I love about this group is that it's a group where everyone shines and everyone has their roles. So we have Patty, the lead singer, powerhouse diva. We have Nona Hendricks, who was writing and producing all their songs. They had Sarah Dash, who was like a piercing soprano, who was putting together all their parts. So it's just like, yeah, they just they just read they're great. I, mean, I really can't wait to finish the book, and I feel like I'm going to be a better music nerd as a result of reading this book. And yeah, so that's Labelle. Next up, we have Meriba Ryder. Um, you guys may remember she was um, her last album. Uh, what's it called? The jungle is the only way out was in my top ten albums of 2019. Um, so she's got just put out an EP called A Z E B. I think it's actually her, that's her middle name, but I'm not gonna mispronounce it. But um, yeah, I've been listening to the first single called Rider, which came. It's been out for a few weeks now, and I really, really like it. And one thing about Mary is she definitely is someone. And it's cliche to say, but she definitely is an artist you have to sit with, because I was not that I wasn't feeling the song initially, but it's definitely now that it's really like resonated with me and I really appreciate it. Like how uh, celestial it is and how soothing it is and how great she is. And like, you know, and she I don't really know how to really, can't really describe her. Like, and also I love that she does everything. So she's a writer, singer, producer, rapper, plays guitar, everything and she's just like this really nice um brand hybrid of like folk music but it's soulful and it's kind of old r&b but it's kind of hip-hop too um alternative she's just really cool but it's like at the same time it's still very it's um nice mood music nice mood music and this ep from what the little i've i've heard of it it's definitely it's definitely just a nice album to have in the background i don't mean it to say it's background music but it's nice mood music for the background. But can't go into deep because I haven't heard it too much. But the first single, Rider, been loving that. Check her out. And also, um, she's just, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. God really took his time when he was creating her. Um, Ethiopian-American young lady. <laughs> love her, love her, love her. Shout out to Colors, because that's how I discovered her a few years ago, actually. She did the Colors, Stay True. And ever since then, I've loved her. Um... Next up, we have Doja Cat and Scissors Kiss Me More. So, I, I watched their performance at the Billboard Awards. Doja killed it, killed it, killed it, killed it. That girl is really one to watch. I don't know when we all collectively uncancelled her, but anywho, um, it was a great performance. And I've really liked the song since it came out. Like, I remember everyone was kind of, expecting i don't know something more when it came out i don't know what they're expecting but like i didn't love it at first but i was like i liked it and i said oh no i can kind of say that i think this would be a grower on a lot of people and I, it's been c- correct like it's in the top 10 both in the uk and us right now and i play the song i'm not joking probably every day this week it's definitely one of the i can't remember the last mainstream pop song that i enjoyed it this much which is very telling because i just feel like a lot of what is on the top ten of Billboard, the UK singles chart, is, is whack. But I can't remember the last time. But I, I just like it's just fun. It's simple. It's catchy. They both sound great on it, and the video was really cool. And I'm really just excited for Doja's next era, next album. Scissor two, hurry up. Um So yeah, great song. And then lastly, we're going to Miss Lauren Hill. It was her birthday earlier this week, and for some reason, tell him. Um, that's just been on my my heart this week. That's one of my all time favorite songs. I just think it's the one of the most. Um, uh, how can I, how can I put it? It's one of the yeah. It's just like it's just a really really well written, real tender song. I just like love how like there's elements of of how she kind of is mixing like romantic love with a love for for love for God and love for spirituality in that and yeah it's just like her pen game really 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 is just top tier and yeah like i don't know there's just it really does just something it does something to me physically like it really touches me like my heart feels warmer and electrified when i hear it and i just think yeah it's just a really really great song it's a bonus track on the education of lauren hill and um yeah that is i and also a quick one not gonna to say too much but i've been listening to georgia smith's recent ep be right back which is a far improvement from her, her album so it's nice to be back in georgia smith land and that is
2: i that was great thank you um all right next we're gonna jump into me so the first project i'm gonna talk about i didn't talk about this last time we recorded but um yesterday I was listening to a few kind of old songs with my dad, like some old R and B classics. Cause my dad is a massive fan of like R and B. And, um, we sat down and we were listening to the whispers. So they have a project that came out in 1990 called more of the night. And the whispers were one of my, my dad's favorite groups. Well, they are his one of his favorite groups. They're still around. Um, and just sitting there listening to the instrumentation, um, I heard that I realized, sorry, that Tiana Taylor sampled one of their vocals on the beginning of, are you going to love me? Um, or at least Kanye did. And I thought it was a woman to, to begin with, and it's actually not, it's one of the lead singers of the whispers. Um, I can't remember what song it was or was it wait, hold on. Am I thinking correct? I might need to check that might be Harold, Melvin and the blue notes. I might have them confused, but I have been listening to the whispers, um, more of the night the two songs that i've been listening to are you are the one and is it good to you um just two very beautiful r&b tracks and i the thing i love about this is um when i listen to some of these old artists i really appreciate the live instrumentation um on the production so um like the saxophone on um uh, what's it called on is it good to you? Like how that starts and you are the one and all of those different types of things. I love a good saxophone on a song. It just makes, it just makes it sound more sensual and more kind of smooth. There's just something about it. Um, So yeah, check out that album if you're a big fan of R&B and you kind of just want to go back in time. Um, Amazing singers, amazing harmonies. Um, The whispers are a group that not a lot of people kind of talk about nowadays, but they influenced a lot of people and they do talk a lot about social change um so definitely check out their music if you can um they released a song recently called how long which was talking about um some of the stuff that was going on um in with regards to racism and um the system at the moment so check them out they're a great group and let us know what you think next i will go to another duo or another group um travel light so travel light is um by children of Zeus now previously on the podcast where we've spoken about children of zeus i haven't given them the best reviews i remember Shopee um was telling me to listen to some of their older projects and stuff um and i did like one album um i think it was their i can't remember which one it was actually liked but i liked one of their albums I, did, I think it was
0: the story goes on yeah
2: yeah so i liked that album um and i've just gone i went back to travel light recently which came out in 2018 um, I didn't like it to begin with, but now I'm kind of getting into it. I know I've spoken about it before on this podcast and said that um, it's growing on me, but I really enjoy this album. Um, I love Slow Down, I love vibrations and kind of um, the feel behind that, the drums, the BPM, all of these different types of things. It's really fast paced, but at a really kind of cool level. Um, so if you're looking for something upbeat, I would definitely recommend this project um, because they're really good. Um, I know in the past I've criticized the rapper and I apologize for that because he's actually really good. I mean, for good reason. But... He's, he's he's good. He is good. Like they work well as a duo. Um, and I think they definitely will have a lot of commercial success as kind of time goes on. Um, but the singer is definitely the standout. I'm a, I apologise. apologize. I don't know their individual names. Chope probably does. Um, but
0: yes uh tyler tyler daily and yeah. connie cons so tyler is the yeah. singer
2: so definitely check them out if you can amazing projects and last but not least i know last week
0: And just want to before we go on yeah. i just want to say that to those who haven't heard the album i'm not this isn't hyperbole but children of zeus's travel light is going to be a future cult classic just saying that you heard wow. it. Here. you heard it here first because I loved that album back then, and I've actually, and that's an album I actually revisit once in a while. Like even now, I definitely go back to that project once in a while, and I, I'm such a, a fan of them. I'm, I've seen them twice. They're really, they're really among the UK's best hidden secrets. Like they really are. Shout out to them. They have a new project coming out in July, I believe. So the next album's coming out pretty soon. So if you guys oh, wow. aren't hip to Children of Zeus, get on there. Get on there.
2: Yeah, they're amazing. They are amazing, and they're representing the UK as well um cool last but not least this isn't really a listen but just to say I know I said last episode that I would give a listen to J. Cole's album or kind of another listen to it um but I wasn't feeling it I said that last episode I wasn't feeling to go back there and I know sometimes with releases there's this pressure to kind of review big releases and Cole releasing this project was um fairly big because he hadn't released anything in a while but it just didn't really connect with where I was at um, I wasn't really feeling um, what he was putting out in that particular moment not to say it was bad not to say I disagreed with anything or um, kind of just thought the whole project didn't make sense or anything along those lines it's more so it just didn't really connect with me to go back and listen again maybe sometime in the future but just not right now I um, it might be a summertime thing or something along those lines but just to say that cool nick what you listen to hey so um yeah like just to take off of eden's
1: point about j cole and stuff like mentally he just didn't really connect with me and my mentality and i kind of said that um last week we had that kind of debate and discussion but i will start this week with a person who is resonating where exactly where i'm at mentally or similar sentiments similar thoughts um similar processes as well um it is mr for the poet He is a poet, youth activist um, and community builder um, and spoken word artist and songwriter from Toronto. Um, He released When Smoke Rises on Friday, last Friday for listeners who are listening on Tuesday or throughout next week. Or this week, should I say? But um, yeah, he released it. It's a I think it's being touted as an album, but it's eight songs long, so I don't know if it's a short project, an album. But I I believe it's being touted as an album. So um, yeah, it's just really um I think poetic and um captivating and very figurative in how it conveys its concepts about death um heaven the afterlife um friendship camaraderie gang life um street life what's happening in the youth um in not just toronto actually because tomorrow toronto is like a mirror to both the americas and um london because of um the immigration relationship and the political climate so um in both regions say a new york in the united states or a london in england um we are facing youth um you a youth kind of reinvigorment um and there are crimes and there's um lack of infrastructure and stuff like that and things are just being rebuilt in this current generation so yeah i think how he speaks about death is really cathartic and i think he dedicates this project to um Three of his friends, and and there's actually like an Instagram post that accompanies his posting of the project, um, and the, the artwork yesterday, um, Friday for people who are listening. So on Friday when it, when it came out, and um, yeah, he dedicates it to his three friends, um, amongst which are Ali, who he dedicated one of his singles to, um, and I just think it's 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 really kind of just indicative of where i think we are in music in some places now i think that some people are being using music as more of it's less about the commerciality of it and sometimes i think it's more of music speaking to the current cultural climate and what's happening and i think for an eyes who is is making secular music he is one of the most um pensive that I've kind of um been had the pleasure sorry of listening to um as of late in this next generation so yeah I just think this this project is beautiful I think I I really will be paying attention to Mustafa because he just speaks to me in a way that um I didn't imagine when I first pressed play to be honest with you um and I think when you do read that passage if you do which actually, I wanted to get all of his three friends just to honor them, um, Ali, Ono, or Anno, and um, Smoke Dog. So, I believe they were all comrades of his as well. Um, Mister Fu was also part of a collective called Halal Gang, which is a music collective in Toronto, and um, yeah, I just think he's a big force and voice and kind of figure in the current canon of Toronto as well. And he's actually written for the likes of the Jonas Brothers, Camila Cabello, Usher, as well Um, over the years. So behind the scenes as well. So I think he's he's just a great songwriter, really, truly. And I think I like the way he uses his voice. It's kind of like um, angst in some places, yearning you can get from his voice. It's not a conventional singing voice. Um, It's just kind of like half singing, half talking, half being uh delivering poetry spoken words in essence and yeah i just this is a really beautiful project like truly it is one of the best projects that i've heard this year to be honest with you and it just from from the first play it just really broke through i think something you would have probably heard from his colors um is stay alive which is the song that kind of broke him through as an individual act um but Ali, as I said before, is just really a, a strong tribute to his friends. I think what he discusses on What About Heaven is thoughts that I've thought about, like in terms of um, religion and the afterlife and all of that kind of stuff. Um, the hearse, just talking about, obviously that that process when you're at the funeral, how he describes f- um, soil, the earth, all of this. Like, I just think is, is so powerful and it just it, it just, it speaks to his real, um, imagination when it comes to his art as well. So that is Mustafa. Um and this is a beautiful, you know, eight-track project. Um, When Smoke Rises, available on all streaming outlets. And then the other one I'm gonna be really quick because we gotta go into news section. There's a lot to discuss. But um the next the next project is again from Canada Toronto region. This is called No Tourists. They are a collective um who just make really genre blending form of music to where we're at right now um i love the way that they on uh this project is called ultralight five track ep 15 minutes and 24 seconds i'm on spotify you can tell um and it's just a for me, sonically, it really spoke to me this week, as opposed to thematically. With um, with Mustafa again, Samfra and James Blake are a part of this beautiful contributions as well. I really want to hear more from Samfra. Um, but back to Ultraviolet, this is more of a sonic and production based um enjoyment that I got this week. And I think the era that we're in right now, we're in spring, roller skating, bike riding, all of that. This will be the great accompaniment. Just focus on the roads streets wherever you're at when you're on your bike or roller skates if you're going to play this but um yeah i liked how they mixed the intonations with the west indies some of the Pat's western fusion um and all of that with like some of the um percussion based um instrumentations from afro beats or afro fusion music which again as we've spoken about many a time on this podcast is flourishing right now in both the um, European regions and the US regions as well. Even Latin Americans are starting to infuse it in some of their genres as well. Reggaeton starting to get a bit mixed up in it too. Um, But I love it, particularly on Nasty. um, And I think the electronic undertones um, are very present on this, this track particularly as well. And I think that all of them, whether they're singing or rapping, cause some of them do some stuff, some of them do more of the other. Um, it's quite, it's it's quite flirtatious, it's fun. It's, um, yeah, I think it's just a great project to accompany you if you just wanna let loose, you know, enjoy the weather in the summer and um, party. So this would be great for brunch, like outdoor brunch, great brunch music, um, just had your meal, just had your mimosa, get up and dance, that kind of vibe. But, um, yeah, it's called Ultraviolet, just to repeat. No tourists, five songs, 15 minutes. um, And that's it. Very Toronto-based this week. But we will zoom over into the news section um, where I'm going to, first of all, talk about Alicia Keys, um, who performed on the Billboard Music Awards. Now, I didn't know that the Billboard Music Awards was actually going to air this week, to be honest with you. um, Just because, again, like, my mind is... 80,000 different places right now but um iHeart was actually this week too and then we've got the BET nominations which came out a couple days ago as well which we're going to get into in a little bit but um Alicia Keys particularly she performed a strong five or so five to six minute tribute of her 20th anniversary which is it's crazy to kind of think but um yeah Alicia Keys is crazy man she goes crazy but um songs in a minor like it's just one of the obviously quintessential alicia keys releases and i think we all know the piano was going to be there a white piano accompanied her this time she was in a i believe a denim white and blue um draped piece um and it, she looked great to be honest with you she looks great radiant all of all sorts and then she had her back in dancers and um, back dancers back in vocalists um accompanied with her as well it was good to see how a lot of them were dark skinned and just it just looked good like from that perspective to have you know black stage black arrangement all of that but um yeah alicia was great she literally vocally for me delivered one of her strongest performances as of late not overall but as of late um and it reminded me of her early eras on award shows where she would just be with the piano you know just her and the piano that's all you're gonna find but just great vocals you know those solid early performances of Alicia Keys had the rasp to her tone the just the acrobatics that she used to do as well I think yeah just a great vocalist and it kind of it reigned true here. Um, and it shows that, you know, you can still look after your voice as is it, is it ages. We've seen some shaky performances before from her in the past, not all the time at all, but every now and then we will see, you know, something. But um, it's good, it's good to see her return to form. I actually love when um, legacy acts um are able to still hold true to their material and perform it. So great, good to her, live music, excellent. Um, we will go through, obviously she performed, uh, a lot of, well, a few songs, a few songs in those five minutes, she got through quite a lot and gave each song, you know, some dedicated time, but, um, she did, um, she did fall in obviously as you know like that is you you can't skip you can't go over that era without that song to be honest um piano and i of course just a um musical kind of semblance of where she always is with the piano um she even whispered i'm never gonna leave the keys of course like that she just loves her piano like i think you know when when um she passes from this earth we will have to have the piano present you know at, at the funeral and everything it's just going to be you know a part of her in the afterlife as well um but yeah she went into um a woman's worth and then obviously she performed her prince cover of how come you don't call me and then obviously as i just said before fallen you know, rains things out to an end. But I think, again, staging was great, lighting was beautiful, how the camera panned in and gave her her backing vocalist and dedicated screen time was excellent, and I think the lighting when the camera was panned onto them was beautiful to kind of see. And again, as I said before, it literally just reminded me of early Alicia Keys. So beautiful ode to her old era and her old moment, and a moment that will never, Rain true of being classic and iconic, but um, I loved it personally. But I don't know what Shopee's gonna say, he is the true uncle of the podcast. So, we're gonna go to him and get his thoughts on this performance. Um, so Shopee, take it away.
0: Um, no, I really, really, I really enjoyed the performance, and it was the first performance which I've cared to watch of hers in a long time because I love her. She, She is and forever will be one of my favorite singers and musicians of all time, but her, her recent music just isn't hitting for me. I think a lot of people can agree with that. So, and, you know, shout out to shout out to her her team because she's always, I, she, she is the queen of promo. Like, whether I care about music or not, she's everywhere. She's always promoting her music, print online and television. So shout out to her team because they always make sure that she's seen and heard as she should. But, no, I love the performance, and I actually was very excited because, I saw her tweet of the outfit and I instantly was reminded because she actually wore, I don't know if it's it's actually a replica or it's the same outfit that she literally, it's literally in the photo booklet of that album songs in a minor. It's literally the same outfit. It does look
1: nostalgic. So I definitely have seen it before. So yeah, you found the place. Yeah.
0: There's yeah. In the album cover. if you have the album on CD vinyl, whatever, there's literally some photos of in there in this like, blue and white, I guess, dress blazer thing with a hat. And that was very common. She used to wear a lot of she those did. hats with her braids. <laughs> yeah. So I so I was just like, she really was giving us drama. Like, yes, you're really going to dress like yourself 20 years ago because I loved her fashion back then. And, yeah, so I'm just happy to see that. And I was I was happy to see that she performed damn near all the singles from the album. She didn't perform Girlfriend, which I, I was like, why? Come on, give Girlfriend some love. But, you know, it was nice to hear her perform... I'm Falling, of course, but A Woman's Worth and her cover of Princess How Come You Don't Call Me. And Piano and I, that, which was the intro of the yeah. album, which I love. It's only a minute and a half long, but it's a great intro. And on to Nick's point, it vocally is one of my strongest performances in a long time because I will always say that neither behind the music what happens to her voice because I just don't know mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, she used to sing, 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 sing back it's in the refined day. That's why people, It's refined It's refined no, I would even say that it's just, it's just not what it used to. She's, she's definitely, there's definitely been some wear and tear. And she, and like, not to say that she can't sing, because she has her moments, like this performance, like this was a good performance, but there's definitely wear and it's like, her voice is clearly damaged and she can't hear certain notes anymore. And even just her general, I guess, phrasing just a little bit hackneyed but this was i was like okay so this was this was this was like i said one of her best vocals in a long time but no i i really enjoyed it i'm just happy to see that she's honoring and celebrating 20 years of her debut album and her career because um it's an album that has stood the test of time i love 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 that album love it to death still do always will it's now part of my vinyl collection um and yeah, everyone needs to just check out the album, and I'm happy that she is taking the time out to actually, like, do some promo, and just, like, remind people, yeah. because I always was, I, I say when I did my No Signal thing earlier this year, that I kind of feel that she's always left out of the conversation when it comes to who were the big names of the 2000s, like, she was one of the best-selling female artists of that decade. She was present,
1: <laughs> she was present everywhere, like, right Every present.
0: this is... That album went to number one, 50 million copies worldwide. She won five Grammys. Like respect, Alicia Keys. Like yes, we can. We'll talk about her her newer music, and it's deserved. We can laugh at you know the blended family situation, but respect, like, respect Alicia Keys. Respect her. That woman has, is still here, and also, it goes to say that. She has lasted a long time and not really having to sell out. Like, she's not done the EDM thing. She's not really gone too pop like some of her contemporaries. She's still making, even though you could argue it's a bit bland compared to, you know, I still think she's lost her soul. She's lost her soul from the first three albums. But she's still making decidedly R&B music, which needs to be um, applauded for. But um, it was great. It was just really great to see that. And um yeah um Justice for Girlfriend she performed that and yeah just check out the album guys like yeah I, check like it I love, out. so I, it was really really it was really nice for me to see that it just was like I really just want I want that that turn on social media And I want us to just like respect her like in if you think about the 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 essential black woman of the 2000s, it's, she's up, she's in, she's there.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Like without doubt. And yeah. I agree. She had an, um, she had an amazing run and still continues to have an amazing career, even though yes, her recent music, it doesn't really hit on anything, but I'm um, sorry. Yeah.
1: No, I give agree. Her, I give agree. her everything. Give she her deserves. her flowers, give her her respect, give her the historical archives of everything as well. Like, and yeah, like a shopping kind of said she, um, she she didn't she hadn't have to set out for it. And at one point she was the only person of her stature holding down R and B. To be very fair with you, she was. And, um,
0: and 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 not only just holding it down, but also having massive success while doing it. Yeah, like- fighting,
1: fighting what people weren't investing in. They were not developing acts then. There was just a moment in those early tens where she was the only, I'm telling you, she was. Go back and look, she was the only one in her league in terms of her era coming up, really doing those big numbers and holding it down you know she was and um yeah i just think as Shope said you know we have to give her the flowers for all the eras that she succeeded in and continues to thrive in too so shout out to alicia keys and the vocal performance i was really impressed actually watching that um just to see her have that solid performance but um we will turn into nas another person who is making some moves this week as well but um he announced that well the Orchard actually did, but Sony's The Orchard, um, has linked with Nas's Infamous, Mass Appeal, um, the label side of it anyway, um, and they have a strategic partnership now, um, and, you know, as you know, Mass Appeal is one of the independent labels in hip-hop, one of the most renowned and one that has lasted the test of time, Dave East is one of the Chinese on the label right now, um, the agreement obviously <coughs> just is an expansion of the U.S. hip hop space in terms of Sony Music. Um, they actually acquired Jay Irving's human resources back in December, so of last year. So they are continuing to invest in some of these boutique labels. So um, Nas is is a co-owner in this, and obviously he will release his own music in the orchard as a result of the new deal. So he will be, you know, shifted back to Sony. So the news comes obviously with Nas having a great year in terms of if you still deem awards to be worthy in terms of best rap album with King's Disease winning at the Grammys we did cover that earlier in the season if you want to go back. um, So Mass Appeal's full roster the artist side will feature and be um, privy to artist services, including distribution, marketing, sync licensing, video services, data analysis, advertising, rights management, radio promotion, and more. So this is a massive boost for a lot of the signees signs. So when Dave Feast next releases project, it will be via The Orchard as well. Um, he will be able to lock into some radio promotion um, from The Orchard and Sony at large, um, and some advertising spend as well, potentially, um, or some assistance at least. Um, Sony, now, Sony obviously historically housed Nas um, a few decades back when um he was signed to Columbia and he released obviously Ilmatic, it was written and I am. So he actually acknowledged the full circle moment and said to come back to Sony music with my own label is now a major milestone. We see this multi-phase initiative as an opportunity to continue to push the culture forward, education and inspire. It is what we do um, and I couldn't be more excited um so this brings an end to Mass Appeals Records three-year global distribution relationship with Universal Music Group. But Universal Music Group will still be present in Mass Appeal's relationship with umg um in other arms so not the label arm that's why i really clarified that this is a label in the sony orchard um collaboration but mass appeal and umg will still be collaborating um which in the tv movies and podcasting sector um where umg became a minority investor in the parent mass appeal so master pill outside of the label a few years back in 2017 so i'm going to avoid all the statements by heads of orchard and stuff because it's just the same sentiments as Nars. it's positive news expansion global reach etc etc but you can read this full article on music business worldwide i wanted to get you guys' thoughts i think we've been covering the industry a bit more this season so it's interesting to just kind of see this as an industry thing in hip-hop so how do you guys feel about that
2: partnership? Uh, it sounds like it's good news for Nas and it sounds like it's a good news. It's good news for everyone that is signed to that label as well. Um, I think acknowledging the full circle is important, leaving the label and then coming back to Sony with your own. I think Nas has been someone who um, entrepreneurially um, has, has made waves that people don't really acknowledge Um I think because he's also been in the same era as Jay-Z and Jay-Z's kind of uh, made massive moves. Nas's kind of um, moves have almost been not acknowledged sometimes, I feel. Um, Like, for example, when he released that um, barbering company, I can't remember what the actual trimmer was called, um, but he released that. And um, now what's happening with this label and everything, um, I think it's really cool. Um, And I think it's going to be a great opportunity for him to do more um for the kind of rap community and um yeah i'm happy for him man it sounds like it's a really good opportunity i think we're just gonna have to wait and see um what that actually means um what happens next in terms of the overall movement for the label and all of these different types of things but um i'm happy for him
0: um i didn't know that it was run by nos i've heard the name many many a time but i did not know that it was Narcissus label. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's obviously, it's it's great for him. And it's great to see that narcissism, I guess, growing into his entrepreneurial bag, because I guess compared to some other rappers who came up with him, he's kind of remained in artist mode because I do believe, I think he was, I can't remember what label it was, but I think, I know he was offered like a, a president role or like Motown or something like 10 years ago. I don't think it was Motown, but some label, he was offered a president role somewhere. And he turned it down because he was like, "I'm an artist. I don't want people to come to me with their issues and their problems. I don't want to be blamed for everything." And you know, you have to respect that because you know, you no, know, it's not. If it's not for everyone, not everyone is an executive. Not everyone is a label person. But clearly, he feels that this is something he wants to develop now. Now that he's um getting older, and definitely no. You know firmly in his legacy the legacy era of his career right now and you know and who better to have someone like Nas you know one of the greatest rappers of all time one of my favorite rappers ever who better than him to have um you know be a positive influence I just hope that he's present I hope it's just not a cosmetic like his name is there but you know I hope he actually is like you know sowing seeds and actually instilling Things and actually invested in his eyes. I didn't know East was signed to label either. Didn't know that either. So that's interesting too. But um, yeah, and I'm actually just happy to see what the Orchard are doing. Like you know, like I know they're obviously part of Sony, but they seem to have, and Nick will know that they seem to have clearly more of a independent way of doing business. If that makes sense, like there seems to be way more freedom. Um, in terms of their resources and how they distribute their eyes. so it's nice to, to see that that kind of partnership, rather than going through the traditional, one know Sony, RCA, or Columbia, or whatever, um, or Universal. So yeah, those are my thoughts, and yeah,
1: cool. So um, yeah, no, I think that it's a great expansion for Nas. and I think that um, obviously, I think with Empire and all of their the work they're doing as an independent um distributor as well is it's just it's really good to see it's really good to see the artists are there's almost this middle ground i call it there's the main label that Shopee just kind of highlighted the rcas columbias etc etc then there's the um completely independent kind of route that you could say maybe an azalea bags is taking right now and then there's a middle ground where you can do like the empires and kind of the the orchards and there's there's a yes, loads of other yes, distribution yes, services a wall yes. um and cobalt's whole arm which has just been absorbed into sony um, e1 yeah That's so i think one. there's a lot happening in that middle ground space right now as well e1 exactly huge been huge um, malibu mitch actually left a major label to go to e1 a couple years ago so yeah there's a lot of um there's that middle ground that's happening right now and i think it's super important to kind of acknowledge the middle ground and i think it's super important to kind of say that you know artists have a lot of options now and i think it's good to see the uh, amount of options becoming available to them as well so yeah i think nas and partnering mass appeal with this we'll just see if it enhances you know a davies if he talks in interviews and says you know Know, the services that the orchard gave me you know great if nas next era is able to um funnel his music a bit better but i think his notoriety alone will get plays and stuff but um yeah, I think for the newer artists signed to the label because it's a there there is a roster there. Um, it's 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 amazing to kind of see expansion um, and partnership and just trial and error. I think in investment you have to do trial and error and you have to have the courage to do that to kind of succeed in the marketplace. So yeah, congrats to Nars Mass Appeal. We'll see what happens, but. Um, I'm going to move forward into a bit of BTS news. Um,
2: oh, I thought you meant literally the band BTS. Okay, never mind.
1: It is it is to do with BTS, the band, yeah, but um, to do with um Spotify, you know, their fans are always on Spotify. So we're just going to see what this is about. But it is about them essentially setting um, a new streaming record with 20.9 day one plays um but nearly 10 million of them were discounted on the platform's chart so spotify charts and all of that but um they have a new single called butter um and it was released on friday may 21st so a few days ago um and spotify has obviously confirmed to music business worldwide so a lot of our articles are coming from there this week um that the track butter racked up they did rack up 20.9 global plays in the first 24 hours on the platform but around so it wasn't exactly 10 million but if we round it up it is but it was 9.86 million of these plays were discounted for the numbers that make up spotify's public facing chart numbers which only credit butter with 11.042 million in the 24 hour period now we all want to know why this is happening um it's because of BTS's fans hammering the track on repeat. Okay, so Spotify has now have strict rules um, as of late with all that's happening with replay and like listening parties and all of that. Um, So, they're based on the Spotify chart rules are based on the secret formula, but um industry sources tell Music Business Worldwide that only f- the first 10 plays of a track by each user on the platform are chart eligible within each 24 hour um period. So basically 10, if I play a new track for 10 plays or 11 plays, only 10 of those are gonna contribute to those numbers for that chart um music business worldwide did actually do a bit of deep dive in and understands that all of those 20.9 million streams generated um for BTS's new single um are royalty bearing so all of those streams even the repeated ones you know the royalties will be gained um it, even though those you know half of them basically didn't show up on the platform's public facing numbers um so I just kind of thought that was really interesting just to kind of see see where we are, like in music and all of that. But what do you guys think of this? The the rules, Spotify's eligibility, the royalties caveat that it will count towards royalties. Do you think it's fair? Um, and what do you just think about the whole culture of listening parties and stuff like that and just like stand culture? Um,
2: I was actually gonna ask you guys what are your opinions on K-pop at the moment? Cause I actually every single time I see something about BTS, they're doing something big and I know their fan base is massive and um, they're huge, they're massive, but I don't really pay attention to that industry or that scene. Um, So I don't know um, the implications of a decision like um, this, for example, where um, they're getting a certain amount of listens, but it's kind of being seen differently on Spotify, but at the same time, they're kind of confirming it and all these different types of things. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of listening parties in terms of um releasing 70 track albums to get more money um again we need to look at kind of the technology and the reason behind why people do certain types of things what we celebrate as a society and kind of um what the driving factor is behind a lot of these decisions um, I think with regards to BTS um music and entertainment is such a big export for korea um so i know that um some of these tactics and um, the way that they drive attention to their acts um it's more of a um uh, it's more of a, a earning thing for them um than it is necessarily um mostly passion i would say from what i have seen and um i, I admit there is a element of ignorance to that as well because i don't really delve into the scene that much um but there are some kind of questions around um the way that um groups are formed in um some of these um kind of k pop groups, like the the formatting, the boot camp structure, um the kind of stan culture and um I don't want to say obsessive stan culture because that's kind of a judgment, but there is an element of um fans kind of we spoke about this on the episode with Han. Um, a few seasons ago with like um, stalking and all these different types of things and um, this worship culture that comes with stan culture as well so I'm not surprised that fans are going to the ends of the earth to support groups like BTS Um, um, that's the kind of the kind of culture that seems to be surrounding those types of acts and that isn't to say by the way that we don't have that in um, the west we don't have that with um, some of the artists that i've listened to and some of the artists i enjoy like um i don't know if i'll go as far as hosting listening parties for maxwell or any of these other artists but um there is definitely a dedication that i can relate to um when it comes to what an artist means to you um i think people are going to do what they need to do to support artists and whether that is listening parties or um Streaming a song and leaving it on in the background. I'll admit I did that for I think it was Stormzy um, when he first released um, "Gang Signs and Prayers." I think I did it for Dave as well, um, trying to get some of these artists to number one on the charts when they were really close against like Rag and Bone Man and all these different types of things. Um, I think there is, and actually, to be fair, to actually be fair, that was more to do with the fact that Stormzy was a black man, like a black artist that I wanted to see get to number one. Cause that was a huge thing for the UK um, rap and kind of grime scene as well. So um, I guess there is kind of a, an acknowledgement and a kind of relation um, that I can kind of understand with maybe people who are from Korea, who um, South Korea, who enjoy K-pop and want to kind of see it grow within the Western hemisphere. Um, 'Cause there are kind of pangs of racism and all these different types of things as well. There's xenophobia. Yeah.
1: There's xenophobia, especially in journalism yeah. towards BTS. Yeah. There's been conventionally over the years. Yeah. And so. and that's
2: something that um that's part of the reason I can understand this dedication. Um, which is why I kind of want to tread a bit more carefully around calling fans obsessive and judging stan culture. Um, because there are elements of it that I have to admit are ignorance. I am not aware of some of the reasons people will go to the ends of the earth for some of these artists. And I know, um, like, if we, if we look at, before it was called Stan Culture, it was just something that we kind of accepted. When Michael Jackson, unfortunately, passed away, there were people that couldn't live in a world without Michael Jackson. And that was heavily documented. Um,
1: yeah, he had stands; they just weren't
2: called Yeah, them. exactly. So stand Culture has been around for a while, um, trying to get your artist to number one um, and battle um, the system however it's been whether it's streaming whether it's just record sales or physical sales all of these different types of things has been the case for ages um so i wouldn't really put this on a bts um kind of strategy or judgement type of thing i think that would be very hypocritical of me um but i do kind of recognize that it's all a game and it's all to do with capitalism but also um there are geographical and um yeah ge- geogra- geographical reasons for it as well like nick said z- xenophobia in the news and kind of um conversations about bts um and i think that like not to excuse it there is some unlearning that needs to be done as well um i definitely had to unlearn quite a lot about um judging stan culture for what it was um and that's why bts fans like do what you got to do enjoy what you got to do as long as you're not stalking or kind of following anyone um or causing any harm do what you gotta do man
1: yeah there was definitely like obviously an investigation that they tried to launch this week investigate spotify hashtag because of olivia rodrigo um and there was like a chart battle that they was going through and apparently um butter was filtered um by the spotify global charts a lot more than other tracks so They're trying to investigate why that was. And they kind of want Spotify to be very transparent as to why. Um, But I was filtered at like 45% or 47%, should I say. And other songs were filtered at smaller amounts um, as well. So, and other singles of BTSs. So it's interesting. I don't know. Like, all I'm just going to say is that, you know, just... Be safe with what you're doing and investigate your investigate what you're doing. That's what I would just say. Investigate mentally why you're doing what you're doing um, and just be accountable in that space. But yeah, like interesting. And I just thought it was interesting just to kind of bring up charts and what's going on with Spotify. But we, I guess, I've, cons- I've, are gone. I've
0: got a different perspective on this. I think for me, I mean, everything that you said is all well and good about the... I guess, the the mentality of the fans themselves, but I'm just going to look more holistically. I just think that we're now in a place where all these charting and streaming milestones and record being broken, they're just so arbitrary now because it's just the way they're manoeuvred and the way that they even uh, made. It's just... Like they're just like yeah, like that's the public word, It's just artificial. It's just not genuine. It just it's just not to me. It's not a true reflection of what is popular. It's exaggerated. It's unnatural. It's stilted. I'm going to be using all my vocabulary today. It's just yeah. So when I see these things now, like oh so and so broke the record and was like oh what because your fans decided to sit in a room. And I always use this example of that feed of that Nicki Minaj stan who was in his room with 5,000 laptops and 600 <laughs> iPhones playing...
1: The- yeah, I remember you said this before, like, crazy.
0: Playing the Say So remix on Spotify and Apple Music to make sure it's number one. And it's, and it's just yeah, like, it's I, don't, I don't want to sound like an old head or so prescriptive, but... That's just not how it should be. It should like if you're gonna like earn these records and earn these milestones, it should be because that's just what the general public you know did, and that's just what your fan base naturally did. You know what I'm saying, Not because you could just especially because I like, was Spotify the fact that you know the fact that you can the fact that so people who don't who don't have premium versions they can they can stream it and it counts towards this the sale it's just like what and then I like even like youtube views and just like it just it just doesn't mean anything to me i don't want to i don't want to like compare it to the old days but like when we think of blockbuster artists that phrase today is like it's an insult to those who are who actually were blockbuster artists back in the day like when you think about if you're gonna use michael jackson like thriller sold over 100 million copies one album and that was before the internet like that is monumental if i heard it today oh a hundred million streams like that no, doesn't know it doesn't it doesn't matter. So it's just not the same. It's like it's not a true reflection.
1: It's different. Metrics, different. Metrics.
0: Yeah, I just so I'm like so I'm glad. I mean it doesn't really mean anything. But I'm glad Spotify are having measures in place to kind of cap on these these fans who were just, you know, ba- um yeah, and just, just badgering points. on their on their keyboards and, you know, like, oh 7 a.m guys, let's all stream this song. Like I even saw something like a few weeks, ago, a few a few days ago about Chloe and Haley, like how we all should have streamed a bit, um, do it more. It should try, like, oh, that's just not How life works. I mean, there are other factors, of course, but yeah. So this won't change anything. But I don't know. I just feel like charts to charts yeah, to I me can. now, and even artists I like when they do well, I'm just like. Even, for example, like, if I look at the Billboard Hot 100 now, like, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think Ariana Grande's position is still in the top 20, which is just unrealistic. because It's been out for, like, seven months. But because she has a massive fan base who are constantly streaming, it's just not truly reflective of what's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, there's no shade to her, because obviously she's earned her fan base, you know. She's amassed um, a very um, active fan base. It's not, it's not, like, shade to her personally, but I'm just saying, like, other people. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: No, I get you. I completely get your point. Yeah, and like, like same with like, say.
0: when I see Billie Eilish is like, how are you still in the top 10? Like, how? How? Like, no one's...
1: Yeah. It's fans. It's it's dedicated fans. And there's like, stand. sorry, should I say? And they're just yeah. repeating And the even like, when there was like, the a whole big deal
0: about The weekend's, um Blinding Lights is, is the, some of the most top 10, that's been the top 10 of, the most top 10 on, oh, t- uh, sorry bladding lines has spent the most weeks in the top 10 ever in history i'm like yeah but but why <laughs> but, but why is that
1: <laughs> how how yeah it's like yeah. the how it's engineered It stands it's like yeah. it's mega pop influence Cause now cause
0: and like, i know all leanne rhymes you know, shout out to her our country but our country girl she had a record like that in 1997 but and i'm sure that i was like it obviously was a genuine thing like people were just buying the record still at crazy numbers yeah definitely so I just yeah so uh, I'm just so over it that music is in such a is in such a transitionary period right now it's just, numbers it's just, it's algorithms it's just dusty can we
2: acknowledge that Chope yeah. said 5,000 laptops like can you imagine being next door
1: I know like I think it's a story <laughs> he's gonna literally tell like all the like because this this is iconic some shit some iconic no shit.
0: I'm sorry when I I will never forget that video yeah I'll never forget it I will never forget that video. I'll never forget that young man that was in his dark room with (laughs) candles with so many laptops and (laughs) iPhones around him. And I'm hearing, even if you know and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I just like, young man, do you not have homework to do? Like
2: Uh No, but like genuinely click farms are a real thing. Like, I know we're joking about it, but it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, we
1: even—I swear—we've spoken it. Like Eden, you did like a whole rundown. Like I swear, yeah, we click
2: farms are the industries. Like do yeah. you know what I mean. Like people are getting paid. <laughs> like this is why I think it's important that you have perspective, um, because mm. whilst we can talk about um, xenophobia and um, some of the effects of the industry on um, certain countries' um, income and what they earn, um, there are click farms. There are click farms that do exist in. Certain countries, I don't know if they've kind of been revealed in Europe or anything like that. I don't know if that, but what I have seen so far might be the xenophobic news again um or it might be a very ignorant thing to say, but there are loads of click farms out there that do kind of control streams and If you don't know what Click Farm is, just imagine a wall with loads of different mobile phones on it. I know Chope said five thousand laptops, but literally imagine a wall with like five thousand phones. And they all play the same song to generate one listen, like 5,000 listens, just like that. So, um, yeah, it is a real thing. Um, But the thing is, is, like, the issue you have is it's just because of the streaming industry and how it works. Like some artists, if you look at what artists are actually paid at the end of the day, um and then you look at the pressure that comes from labels when they release new songs and kind of they're a new artist or um they want to kind of beat the last record they kind of set or um like Chope said, there's always someone that tries to um that comes and beats a record and it kind of gets beaten nearly every single week pretty much now. Um like there is I can imagine, I can imagine because 'cause I'm not these people, but I can imagine there is this pressure to constantly be on top. Um and Just trying to look at it as the overall thing. It's all to do with this whole idea of award shows and beating certain targets and stuff. So... It is what it is, really. If it's not BTS, it'll be someone else. So
1: it is someone yeah. else all the time. Like there's so many. Justin Bieber marketed a whole listening party, yeah. so you know it's it's always going to be someone yeah. in it, the pop space, the hip hop space, whoever. Like it's always be, the K-pop yeah. space. You know, it's always there's always going to be. Just for that clarity,
2: I wasn't juggernaut. saying that BTS use click farms. That's not what I was saying just in case anyone's listening to that no we didn't get that they just yeah. exist they just exist you know
1: we'll, we'll find out when that documentary because i know hbo will do something eventually when it gets revealed or something so but yeah it's going to be i'm going to watch that all eyes open it's going to be really interesting but eden did just speak about award shows unfortunately award shows are on the agenda this week like bet awards did come out with some nominations um yeah so let me just i'm on the bet website well not bet because it doesn't ever pop up in the uk but i'm on billboard um I'm not going through everything just because of the interest of time, but we will go through our usuals. So the first one that is in my list that I've got here is album of the year. So we have um after hours the weekend blame it on baby to baby good news Megan the stallion hotels jasmine sullivan king's disease nars and ungodly hour by chloe and Hallie. Who do you guys think is gonna win? And any other thoughts around it?
0: I'm surprised. Oh, so it's gonna to go to the weekend. Um, I think, or maybe Megan. Um, I am surprised. I'm happy Jasmine Sullivan's in here. I'm, I didn't think they would give her such a big nomination, but shout out to her because she deserves great, great, great project. I'm surprised Narcissus is in here. Even though I liked King's Disease, I'm just like Album of the Year. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, that's, those are my thoughts. But yeah, it's gonna to go to the weekend. Um,
1: the weekend for me, or. Nas just because of the grammy nod and they might follow in the same vein i know it wasn't album of the year of course but um yeah it did win i think hip-hop album so or rap album whatever they call it but yeah um again hotel's big surprise for me um in terms of it being there very bland nominations um, except for obviously, like, I liked hotels, but not hotels. But in terms of, yeah, just bland across the board. Like, in terms of Megan, blame it on bit. Really? Like, come on. Like, um. but yeah, like, obviously good shout out to Chloe and Hallie, Jasmine Sullivan. I personally liked After Hours, it was a grower on me. Um, not his best project, but a grower on me and I enjoy it now. But um, yeah, like... I don't really care for like in terms of like Megan and the baby like they shouldn't win personally, but they they just it very lacklustre. I don't go back.
0: If it's not if it's not the weekend, it's gonna be one of them. It's gonna be Megan with the baby. God
1: forbid, awful projects. But yeah, anyway, Eden, <laughs> if you have any
2: thoughts, continue. I actually think Ungodly I was gonna win this one. You know,
0: no, they're not. Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have a feeling that they, I, I just have a feeling. I can't explain it, but I have a feeling that they might win this one. Um, okay. I haven't listened to i of the year This is the BET Awards They're not going to give them that I hope they give it to them Yeah I hope they do You hope Let's there see what There
1: we happens. go Opposite word Hope But um Okay Best female R&B and pop artist I do not know Why these genres are put together But anyway BET um, Beyonce her, Jasmine Sullivan Jane Aiko Summer Walker Scissor What do we think Of this category Or who's going to win Um
0: I mean, if we're keeping it buck, it really should go to Jasmine Sullivan. It should go to her. Like in terms of, she's had a successful album. The album, like Pick Up Your Feelings, is doing really well on urban radio. I believe it's her first platinum single, which is disgraceful. Um, Summer Walker hasn't put out. She didn't put out music last year. I mean, she did, mm. but that EP wasn't really anything. Um, I mean, not. And I don't mean it because I don't like. It. I mean, it, it wasn't obviously. No, I know footage, what you It was just something. Um, I, but you know, her is the industry darling. Her is winning everything these days. She's gonna win the Nobel Peace Prize at, at this the, at point. This <sighs> L- like she's gonna win like um the Presidential Medal of Freedom soon. <laughs>
1: So, you think her's gonna win, basically? Yeah, I so wouldn't, dominant. I really wouldn't
0: be surprised if if her wins. But
1: you want Jasmine um, Sullivan to win. I
0: want Jasmine Sullivan to <laughs> okay. win. Um, Beyonce, I love you to death. You know, forever, forever be high. But why are you here? Um, You haven't been acting. Honorary like,
1: nominee. Yeah, they just at this have
0: point. to. And the thing is, if you're gonna put a veteran in there, at least she keeps out an album. Exactly. Last year, so they brandy. So they're brandy. If you're gonna put, if you're gonna have to put a veteran, because I get it, Beyonce, obviously, you know, big name veterans. So, and I guess she's kind of always omnipresent, but. Alicia Keys and Brandy did put out music last yeah. year, so you could have give it, put it in there. Even though neither of them would have won, but would have been like okay, yeah. at least they put out music last year. Um, Defo but yeah, I think um her is gonna win it, and she's gonna um probably win every award she's nominated for. So do I. She's that the, the doer leaper of black music
1: right now. It's yeah, it's just a lot. Um, it's ter- Yeah, I think her's gonna win too. Um, Eden,
2: any thoughts on anything? Uh. Um, <laughs> I'm still not over what Shopay said. Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> um, I know. So
0: I'm sorry, I'm not over uh, the fact that her has an Oscar. But... Okay.
2: <laughs> I think. Um, I think her's gonna win this. I do think she's gonna win this Okay. Team. Yeah. So that's that's really <laughs> well, okay. it's
0: it's here. To be fair. It's not necessarily undeserved. No, it's not. It's is.
1: just like she is as you said, you literally started the statement off with of, she's the award darling. So like it's every award just wants to throw something at her. Like so it's yeah. like she's she's the moment. She is the moment right now. But um The male equivalent of this category has Black, or Six Lack, Anderson Pack, Chris Brown, Giveon, Tank, and The Weeknd.
2: Well, we know he's winning this one. Who do you
1: you think? Well, to be honest, it does look like, it actually does look like a very clear win yeah, the honest. weekend yeah it does look <laughs> like the clear win last <laughs> it's, it's but, but not least whatever but it, it definitely yeah i agree and i'm
0: sorry they threw tank in here they just threw <laughs> his name in there they
1: were just like dash um, tank they, they just
0: they just dashed him in there <laughs> just like. dash
1: a bit of tank <laughs> like, Yeah, you because know. he didn't even put out an album last year so yeah <laughs> just like, dash oh, tank just to need say we in... covered every bit of r&b <laughs> you know like just throwing this what i'm
0: saying it doesn't make sense once again Trey Song's recent album last year. Mm,
1: yeah, you're right. Ma- I, it yeah. wasn't
0: massively successful, but he did put out an album last year. And it was actually pretty good. I've said it before, it was his best album in a very mm. long time. It was a very good album. So, But I'm happy mm. Give You On's here because he, obviously it's one of the newer cats. But Lucky Day should be here, of course.
1: Yeah, where is he? Missing in action, MIA. And like, I like black. black. Did you put yeah. music
0: last year? Oh, he, he did. did, he, he did. did. He put
1: the yeah, it was good. But, it was good. It was good. You see,
0: and yeah. I, I like that project, but once again, it clearly was something for the fans. It wasn't like, yeah, this is my project. it was good though. No, I, I actually I know, enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Me too. I yeah. enjoyed it as well. I, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of Black, but I definitely like him. Like he's my guy. I like I Black. Like I
1: like. He's got his own set. I like it. Yeah, yeah, he's made it work for him. Um, but I agree. The weekend. Yeah, the weekend. Got this one.
0: Win this. Um, shout out to um, Pack being in here
1: too. Exactly. Like I think. Yeah. Um, best female hip hop artist. Um, this caused a Where's bit of controversy Flo online. This caused a bit of controversy online. Um, Cardi B, Coilerae, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, Luddell, um, and Sweetie. I've never heard of Coilerae. Is she good? I've got to get ready, guys. So <laughs> let's just wrap this up. Like In <laughs> terms of Coilerae discussion, let's wrap this up because let's just say no basically in essence no um and she recently actually koila ray actually recently said she's not a hip-hop rap she's not a rapper she's an artist so this this category is not making wait any Benzino's yet, her anyway.
0: dad i'm so dead yeah, yeah. love yeah. hip-hop benzina oh okay this is even- so i did like her already but now this has just made it even like no
1: um, I There was a debate online actually, just in terms of like colorism and like why Flo Millie isn't here. But to be honest with you, I, um, to looking at all the stats, Coilarray actually has platinum packs. Like she's, she is being featured on the biggest songs. I kind of get it, but Flo Millie, her nomination, not Flo Millie not being here, but I kind of get her nomination. Um, Flo Millie should be in the list, but again, we need the fans to support offline. <laughs> Instead of online. I know she's got a gold single for um uh one of her first singles. I think, was weak. It. I think it's in the party. Yeah. No no no, not week. Um it was her first song. Beef um,
0: Flow Mix. I thought. Hands- oh, that yeah, is I that that's yeah, Beef Flow Mix,
1: that's it. Yeah. Um so that is gold. So I know shout out to her, obviously. And her project did her mixtape did debut at seventy eight, so it got in their top two hundred. Um but you know, come on, let's actually give her a platinum plaque, or like let's give her some solid physical sales, or something like that. But um, anyway, Megan's gonna sh- win this. <laughs> it is it's Megan, Megan's, award. Megan's, yeah, Megan's award here, or yeah, yeah, mm. hmm,
0: hmm. I don't yeah, think, like I mean, Cardi could win
1: it because Cardi- it is, it is a, it's a three horse race, but Megan is at the front. Yeah. If that makes sense with Doja and Cardi, but it's a free it's a free horse race that Megan looks like she's winning just because of the context of it being the BET Awards, um, and the audience. But yeah, okay, Megan, um, Eden, do you who do you think out of this list?
2: I originally thought Cardi B, but I do think Megan will take this one. I think um. In terms of the discussions that are happening online, um, but also I think just in terms of recognizing um, what she's released in the last few months. I know everyone, I know the album wasn't good and sure
0: wasn't.
2: all of these different types of things, but I do think B E D will give it to her. Yeah. And she deserves.
0: She's had an amazing last couple of years. Like she's yeah. undoubtedly been a front runner. In, yeah, the come up yeah. is the come up. And not yeah. even just in women rap, just in rap general. Yeah. Generally, she's been a front runner. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> she has. And she's collaborated with a lot of people as well. She's done her thing. So not undeserving at all. Um, best male hip hop artist, then we have. Oh, okay. Spicy. Okay, we'll see. Wait. Um pop. Yeah so baby Drake, J. Cole, Jack Harlow, Little Baby and Pop Smoke
2: Thoughts and feelings? So we all have the same question on our mind at the moment Do we? I'm just making sure Um, So there's one person in here I'm just questioning
1: Well you know white people win BETs all the time
2: Yeah because I'm thinking back to when I saw Eminem on BET once and I was just like oh okay yeah
1: Doesn't no, Justin, Justin Bieber win one and year And Sam Smith won an award
0: too
1: <laughs> Yeah Well that is the No sonically that is just odd To like, me Like Eminem personally. being nominated
0: I get it Like I know Sonically
1: I know, Yeah yeah Eminem's cool Like we you know Chuck it up Chuck up the deuces Cool like you won But Sam
0: Smith When what? that happened I was like um Sam
1: okay. Samothy Of course They, were, they didn't Samothy. attend
0: obviously they didn't Of course Because obviously
1: Samothy Didn't get the flight yeah.
0: Or maybe it was well, actually no. Probably was it probably was that probably was probably, probably was, was in was the
1: scene. He just was like, yeah, I'm yeah, he something was, else. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mimosas, Mimosa I yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Jackie, Jack, yeah. Jack, Jackie Harlow. I mean, to be honest, I did watch his um, hot ones on YouTube. I did like he got to the ends. You know, Jack is a funny person. We we like we like some of the songs, but. I don't know about this one. I don't know about in terms. To be honest, he has been present. The come up did happen last year throughout the pandemic. He did. He did bolster his way into the stratosphere over the pandemic. But
0: it's yeah, going. To, yeah,
1: I'm lost for words. Lost for words. The, I don't the know. The baby gonna this win it. Pop
0: Smoke will win it because of. Post hum- yeah,
1: posthumous. Yeah, yeah. Or if they're feeling cheeky because of Drake's recent Billboard wit success or whatever over the last 10 years, the most number ones, I believe it was, um, they might factor that in and just give it to Drake and make it a celebration moment. But I think you were right in the first top two is Pop and Baby, And then with Drake slipping in under Shout out Little Baby,
0: though. I like him. So I'm happy he's nominated. I like him.
1: Yeah, he's cool. Music's cool. I like it. Cool. But, um... Yeah, best new artist. Oh, Flo is hit. Flow is nominated for something. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. So Flo did get some acknowledgement. Maybe this will be hers to snap. I don't think it is. But wait, I'm I love sorry. Her. Anyway, but why cool is away. her nominated
2: in the gospel
0: category? You see what I mean? Why is her? Sorry. Why? I'm sorry. Can we wait till we get I'm just there? I'm sorry. Why let's her... wait
2: till we get there. Let's wait till we get there. Let's But you know, what? Do you know what's even funnier? Sophie, <laughs> let's wait, let's wait you know until we get there. E. There's actually an award called the Her Award
1: she's not in she's it not if she not, wins that it God forbid. <laughs> oh good good okay i haven't scrolled down i haven't scrolled down but um let's let we'll wait for the gospel hot take we'll wait for that best new artist again coil Rage. do you know what it's, it's justifiable here it's justifiable flow millie give you on jack harlow lotto and pooh shiesty do you know what this is a good well uh, you know me in awards but this is accurate this is this is actually accurate, especially the Pooh I because that is a recent. I feel like they're missing rise.
0: someone though. But I don't know who it is. I feel like there's been someone else that should be there. Hmm. I, I- I don't know, I feel like we missed their Miss that's they're missing... Is there a come-up so
1: happening wrong. right now? Mm. Well, yeah, I, you might be right, to be fair. There's, people crop it up every day. But, um,
0: yeah, there's too many at this point. But I feel like there's someone that's not there that should be there. I feel
1: like if they... Yeah, like, I don't know who's going to get this one, to be honest. To be honest, this is this is actually a tricky one. This I, is- think I think
0: Givion will get it. I think Givion will get it.
1: You think?
0: I think Givion, like, he's, he's, he's doing very well and you know mm. you know he's had the Drake collaboration he's had the Dusty Bieber collaboration his own music is starting to chart now he and is he, the
1: only R&B one in there yeah cuz all and, of them are hip hop yeah. so i don't know how i don't know how they're going to play it
0: and how as they're we play well, as we've all said i we think he he is the of the men in R&B he's the, i think he's the one to, to like be a crossover success defo I, I th- so i think i think Giveon could get it i don't i don't see Lato getting it i don't i I just i just don't jack harlow i mean you never know he's been a big
1: hit like over the last year he's been on the charts all last year but i would
0: like to think that that bt would would like to keep that award for for the africans only an african only group chat situation well
1: i don't trust bt not gonna lie to you sam smith anyway um this is tricky for me personally this is this is actually quite tricky because koi is one who's just bubbling right now like on everyone's lips like she's there um jack amazing last year amazing like even though i don't like every all of the music amazing last year um givey on obviously just fantastic music breakthrough all of that um, Push I-C is a recent one So I feel like next year Because this is very on the pulse For them to nominate Push I- This is very on the pulse Like it's happening right now So we will see Great project though Liked that um, Lado I think it's a bit contra- Too much controversy around that um, Flo She's like She's like a renegade She's a renegade She's one that you You know She's in the backseat She's in the car She's coming She's getting to the destination But she's not quite on the front of everyone's lips yet so i don't know if she's gonna i don't think she's gonna win this one um but yeah i think it's jack or givey on personally yeah with coil Ray as a third choice but eden um who do you think if yeah if you have any thoughts on who's gonna Uh, win this one based on what you've seen yeah personally yeah I think we're all hoping for the same person here. Like, I hope Givion is the winner, but I could see Jack getting it comfortably. But Givion deserves it, man. His team are working hard, so he deserves it really, like, really and truly. Best collab... Um Oh gosh, we have him nominate. Okay, BET, why why Anyway, Cardi B featuring Megan The Stallion, Wap, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Rockstar, DJ Khaled, Drake, Popstar, Jack. Why is that nominated? That's what I was thinking. Jack Harlow, The <laughs> Baby, the one in Who's Meant to Be in Jail, and Lil Wayne, Was Popping Remix. Um, Megan The Stallion, The Baby again, so she's nominated. Why first. is
0: that nominated? Cry
1: Baby. Also, they're both nominated. Oh, the baby's the- okay. So the baby might just win in any scenario, right? Like,
0: why is cry ba- Crybaby didn't do anything?
1: Pop, anybody? smoke, little baby, and the baby, um, for the night. So I really don't know what's happening here. Like, someone can explain it. I don't know. Tori's definitely gonna... not winning that uh, one. So we can slide that one <laughs> right out. Like, forget it. Forget it. The winner of this award is WAP.
0: Yeah, or Rockstar. It has
1: to be the top two. It has to. It has to, yeah, yeah, and, it, and, yeah. To, and we're all and to be in agreement.
2: It's well deserved in terms of the attention, um, the video received, and everything. One hundred
1: percent, yeah. Rockstar owns the start of the year, WAP, ran the summer. Warp
0: and, Warp and Rockstar were both moments, and not just for the week the came huge, out. Like, huge, huge. For months after, cultural
1: moments. Were, um,
0: yeah. Whether you liked them or not, they. They were moments, both those
1: 110%. Songs. We can all agree on that. 100. But why is Crybaby like
0: okay? Do you know
1: what? Let Chope, let's this year we are all gonna cement in our heads that BET have no sense. But surely, so Savage, that is the, surely that is...
0: Savage would have been more appropriate.
1: Listen, Chope, <laughs> you have logic. Thinking. Oh yeah, that's actually your point. Let's Savage just get that clear.
0: Yeah, it like... should have. It
1: should have. It was huge. It was huge. Um but BET do not have any sense. They don't. They don't. Um, I'm surprised. Again, go crazy isn't are, in here.
0: But...
1: They are about to have no sense again in best group. So let's get to it. Twenty one Savage, Metro Boomin, Chloe and Hallie. Chris Brown and other Thug, City Girls, Migos, Sonic. <laughs> so, let's just yeah.
0: Wait. <laughs> on the on the hiatus. <laughs>
1: No, Charpey, they've been releasing singles. Yeah, I know they've this year.
0: I know this year. They, I know like they're gonna have their um, trap version. <laughs> well,
1: Charpey, look at Charpey. Look at the last nomination silks on. Like I, oh, so, that, that this I have year. To
0: say about that as well. Like I know. So I know Migos are less, coming to do you know, their trap version of Destiny Fulfilled. Like we've done our sort of sort of projects now. We're back together. That, but um they didn't do anything last year so why are you nominated and silk sonic and i love leave the door open but you, you don't even have an album out you have one song like literally that's what me i said one no song sense. and it's a great song no i sense. love the song but it's one song next year next year by all means because i'm sure the album's gonna kill i'm sure the album's gonna be amazing it's probably we can do amazingly well but um i this is gonna go to the city girls of chloe and Haley. i think
1: yeah, no, I'd agree. I think um they yeah, I think they're the front runners in this category. Respectfully, I think they are and they should be rightfully deserved. Um, but I will shout out 21 Savage and Metro Boom and that project goes in. Like I love it so much. Like that project is so good, like the narration, everything. Like honestly, they just need to collaborate for the rest of their careers because they make great music together. For real, for real. So big if he wins if they both win like I would not be mad at all but again BC has no sense so anyway we will get to what Chope was pissed at before the um Doctor Bobby Jones wait hold on, on hold board,
2: on Just hold so what is your issue with Silk Sonic Choppy
0: they have one single
1: That they don't have an album they have out one song Why it was you... a big moment this year. It like either. it's
0: recent yeah but no but think about it but you know, normally if a best group should have an album out. You
1: have they, like the material should they should be able to translate. Exactly, on more than one time, you can't be no That makes sense. Like we should fill the chemistry. Like City Girls, they got the chemistry. You know, even Chris Brown and Young Thug. You know, whoever's listening, you know, they've got and the they chemistry over there. Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin have two projects together. This the recent one was released last year, and then City Girls. I've said three projects: Chloe and Hallie. Two three uh, loads yeah. of projects like I, old I, projects obviously all i love
0: i love it i love the song and and i'm like i said i'm sure the album is going to be incredible when it comes out but at present the album does not exist we didn't even have a second single so you need to tell me you're not with the best group on the strength of one song that could that may as well have just that could have easily just been anderson and bruno mars rather than
2: Soap's i don't know it. i kind of disagree i think if the i think it really depends on um What the criteria was. June's
0: diary deserved. uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, the
1: criteria is 300 experts narrow this together. Like that's what it is. That's how you nominate the thing. So some people may just uh, have the same mindset as you, to be honest with you, Eden. They might just be like, you know, best group well silk sonic just killed that shit so i'm a you know they should be nominated and then it just gets filtered through and they probably no decided
2: that what i mean is more so like if the criteria was that the album an album had to be released then yeah definitely oh right but in terms of um impact if it's impact Mm. i would say silk sonic should be there because i'm looking at their spotify listens they got 301 million listens i know We just had the conversation about streaming platforms and all of these different types of things. But the truth is, as my dad says, the truth is the truth is the truth. And this song was everywhere. It was on every talk show that I tuned into. There are so many covers and reactions and conversations about the instrumentation. I personally think they should be there. And if they won it, I wouldn't be upset because like Chopin, I love this song. I think they're both individually great artists and I'm excited for the project because of this one song. So I don't know. It depends on the criteria. Yeah. The criteria is like, it has to be a group that has been around for a while or they've released an album or any of those different types of things. Shoppe is absolutely right. Um, I kind of question, like, I do think they should be there personally. That's
1: fu- that's why we're here. Difference of opinion. But yeah. no, I no, I, I like that. I like our diversity in thought, but um. Whoever wins, we'll definitely see. I hope you know the if if it is Silk on it, you know obviously the song is huge. Um, but I, as I said before, like if twenty one and metro win, I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad.
2: I think we know Chloe and Halley will win this one. Um, they,
1: they will. Win I this mean, one. you would Ooh. think
0: so. I mean, like re- it really should be them, but
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, with the again BT, the theme of the thing is they have no sense, so we just we can't we can't trust the water <laughs> Chloe we and Halle
0: should be the clear runners for this award. Like, they should. Yeah, they should. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. If, no beauty. Like, if I see Mikos win that award, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I wouldn't either. <laughs> if
0: Mikos win that award, I would not be surprised.
1: Yeah. So... Because of time, I'm not going to go through every single award because there's like, there's, like, acting and all that kind of stuff. But we will do the one that Shope reacted to him as well. And then we'll end and with Best International we'll with, acts. Let's, 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 Yeah, because let's, I let's, want that. to talk about my girl, Aya. Yes. Nakamura. I want to talk about the girl. Anyway, but, but um, um, I mean, I've, let's go I've kind of made the point the,
0: already, but yes. So. Are you sure? Best gospel. Best? I just want to yeah. just... I just <laughs> I just because I didn't so, know I didn't, I didn't pay attention until now, and obviously I'm seeing the the standard names B.B. one and C one is Kirk Franklin. By the way, he should win the award. Love that song, Strong God. to All my um all the saints out there. Um,
1: yeah, this is a strong category. It's a great, great,
0: oh, tell man, come through. Touch for me is a great. Song. Yeah, it's a very for strong her, category why outside. Why? Why? Why are you here?
1: If she wins as well, I the thing, the thing is, know. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I
0: honestly, if I if I. I wouldn't I honestly, either wouldn't be surprised If she wins this Respectfully. award Respectfully Like I said This girl is winning Respectfully everything. She's going She out she's here She's going to win At the Krang Awards I'm, She's going to win everything <laughs>
1: Ciao. <Chum. laughs> She about to be everywhere. Like, let really me tell
0: you, hold us together. And it's like, once again, I like the song. I do, but But it didn't have the, it didn't impact. Have the impact.
1: It did not have the impact. Especially so I didn't in know gospel what was going circles.
0: On. It didn't have that yeah. impact. No,
1: it didn't at all. No. <laughs> do you know, no. Do you know there was no big grand or choirs doing there was not. Nah. It, it wasn't that.
0: Do you know the so conversation
2: I'm surprised hasn't it. propped up? And this is just me what? thinking out loud. I'm surprised Industry Plant hasn't been put next to her's name.
0: People have discussed it on Twitter. They have.
2: Have they?
1: Yeah. But then we have to remind them of her years before and all that kind of stuff. She's not an industry She plant. isn't, she's not.
0: but, and I said it on-
1: She's not, but she's getting an industry push and I think that's what a lot of people need to distinguish. Industry push versus like direct plant because she's getting an industry push 110%, like duh, like she is, but- plan come on like you guys need to do your homework she was a child star like let's look at the trajectory why
2: just in terms of comparison just so we're we're aware we're not doing like um what's it called bias why do we say that Billie Eilish is a hundred percent I don't know if we all say this. I don't. I don't say I, that. Pfft,
1: respectfully, I don't. I know she's getting an industry push. So There is a conversation, though, about her being a plant. And it's been recurring for, the, the, since she did that, the, the interview Granite with, is Fair. it Vogue or like whatever, Granity Fair every single year. That has been one of the conversations around her name. But I personally don't think she is. But go on.
2: Okay. But th- the point I'm making is, whoever we think is a plant, why is her not a plant?
1: I, I think I just distinguish it. Like a plant is factory, engineered, come out of nowhere. Who are you? The label of bolstering your budgets. All of that kind of stuff. Put you in the front. Um, we didn't know who you were before, essentially. And suddenly, every single person is talking okay. about you. Like it's it's giving very paid for promotion. Like if for that keep, in terms of that one. But saying that- If we're the keeping it a hundred
2: though- while she was speaking i could tick i could put a tick next to next to everything and regard it to her so in regards we didn't know who she was came out no, of nowhere we didn't know who she was no, no i knew who the she was the theme around her her um resurgence was mystery people didn't really know okay. who she was she was this person that didn't have a face who released music and um people are like oh who is this person obviously if you followed music and i didn't know she is that's not me saying that i knew she was But if you followed music for a while and you kind of knew of her, then you kind of put two and two together. But in terms of an industry standard, a lot of the things that you kind of said, just to kind of um, put it out there, you could put next to her. I'm not saying she's an industry, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying she's an industry plant. I'm not saying that. But I'm just questioning why we don't question that
1: the thing is though can i just say like compared to even like a jack harlow or like um an adele let's say an adele or something like that or the metrics her actually is not doing a lot in terms of like the chances that she's not and shopping's made this point before so that is quite the this is the difference like the the if she was a plant per se and we wanted the success of the plant and her to be fully a plant what would be the metric is that her first volume one would have bolstered up the charts and she would have been at number one and across the board worldwide like Billie Eilish level success she has not even reached that plateau yet she's nowhere near that plateau yet her volume one tanked in in fact and she had built her fans up organically when she performed me and Chopin went to her performance her performance was not the O2 It was not the O2, it was Coco, small venue, you know, great venue, iconic venue, but small venue. And she was amazing, of course, and she's got the talent. But industry plan is very much you are dialing up the metrics so that she is unavoidable from year one. Her was not unavoidable from year one. It's only in the last two or three years, even me and Shopee are organic. Um, fandom of her has morphed into this conversation over the last two or so years. When that Grammy, not it was just like when the Grammys started Oscar. to come through, and I was like, "Oh no, Oscar in recent years, but the Grammy that year, the first year where she got the, I was like her huh, uh, it's not quite making sense right now, is it? It's not quite making sense.' So I think I understand what you're saying as well, but I think her progression has actually in the early years been quite gradual. It's only in recent years that we're seeing a dial-up of industry support where it's like, oh, like, okay, it's being turned and, on now, you know? Like,
0: and this is my thing, my, and I said it on our Twitter account. The issue is the accolades she's getting don't match her actual standing in the public psyche. It doesn't match. So her winning a Grammy for Song of the Year, for a song that, outside of her core fans, nobody has heard, doesn't make sense to me. Her being an Oscar winner for Fight For You, who, once again, who's heard that song outside of her core fans? She's an Oscar exactly and now she's in a gospel category and obviously i mean no no shades but it's not obviously i guess it's just it's just the bt was gospel it doesn't matter but what my point is but she's being she's being placed in all these different areas that don't make sense so that's why people to call her a plant because she's being given she's been given such grand stages and like even her being on super bowl she that's premature for her why she it super bowl <laughs>
1: that, it is probably it's kind of like they're dialing up her trajectory, yeah, and it's like it doesn't make um, sense
0: because if she was at yeah, least like you know yeah. platinum selling songs, number one singles like like Billie Eilish
1: consistently, consistently, then, then consistently they, they as, it would as make well.
0: Sense, but then even her pop up in the Danger verses. I am still like I shuddered when I saw her. I was like, why are you here? <laughs> like.
1: It's kind of like with the plant status, the success would be either manufactured through the farms that we spoke about earlier or um through like being paid for marketing kind of stuff, tech tactics in terms of influencers talking, everyone, they would kind of manufacture every single thing. So she looks, she is, quote unquote, is the biggest thing on earth. Whereas it seems more like it's an industry um positioning with her like now instead of instead of a plant from day one you are the shining light and that's it every single person is going to talk about you from day one day dot 2016 or 15 whenever it was released to her volume one um you you will get number one with this it will it will be number one and you know you'll have that billy eilish year of kind of success even though i don't think she's a plant i'm just using it as metrics of success that big Galvanizing, to success. You, Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo, that kind of moment that's happening now. You cannot avoid Olivia Rodrigo. In 2016, you could avoid her. You could avoid her. It was a debate. It was a debate. It wasn't a forced thing that felt like, it feels like now the notches in the industry are being turned up in terms of awards for her. And the streaming, ironically, he's still not quite getting there. Like the big numbers in terms of like the superstar numbers, um, that you know the industry want for her the industry defo want her to be successful like they they 100% want that long-term face of R&B um, moment for her and they're getting it but in terms of audience being galvanized by her like wanting to like I just the numbers aren't quite matching just yet not she's not flopping. She definitely but the numbers are Blockbuster numbers.
0: The most significant female in R and B right now. That is the, the up, I mean among up, other than the veterans. In terms of the the newer generations, so like Defo. I say like it's her yeah. Scissor and Judea Aiko. I guess they're like the three. They're the three in terms of a commercial
2: success yeah.
0: and visibility. Because that's the thing, Scissor is actually charting better than her. She's selling more but
1: oh she's yeah not, numbers are better, way better not numbers winning are good Grammy.
0: she's not at the oscars she's not at the super bowl exactly
1: she's actually getting snubbed quite a bit exactly. to be fair some people are saying she's snubbed quite a bit so it's just either or either isn't it like you you're either industry winning or fans winning and not industry winning or both or exactly. like it, it's just it, it, it really depends book, on who you are right now
0: even our lennox and hers Charting are kind of comparable, but Ari Lennox is getting nowhere near the Similar. attention is getting nothing, or the push internationally, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And it's and there's no shade to because I think we can all agree, all yeah. three of us love her. We are all fans of her, and I'm one of you that actually yeah. like most of her current music. I mean, not like some Chris Brown, you could have kept that one. We should have sitting in recycled recycle bin, anyway. But generally, I'm a fan yeah. of her. And I'm looking forward to the album. And I've seen, you know, door, yeah, and Festival. Well, she is obviously wildly talented. But she has
1: everything. She has just, everything. It's just a, in terms of now, it's just happening a bit it's just too like, fast. It's
0: feeling it's looking very manufactured in the light and very forced. And mm. I said it on Twitter. Like it's like they're shoehorning her <laughs> into these areas, and it just doesn't.
1: Yeah. It's like, you are going to win this award. Like, you were going to be... Like, it's very much like, forced. Yeah.
0: When I when at the Oscar thing, I have to keep saying, I didn't know she was... I didn't even know if sis was nominated. I just not see on Twitter, her is on Oscar. For what? For who? Oscar? Can I,
2: For yeah. what? Can I just say, I love when Chopin uses sis. <laughs> so funny. I just love it. it just,
0: I did not even... I and mean, then, I'm sorry. You should... If I was ever, like, an IG Live person, you could have made a meme out of my face. I, saw, I can't one song of the other. I was like, song of the what?
1: It's just very manufactured. It's, <laughs> this is very <laughs> And that's why,
0: to answer Ian's question, that's where the industry plan discussion comes from. But no, because yeah. Nick made a good point. When those first few EVs came out, it was a gradual, like, I remember us, It was quiet, I remember, like, in terms of yes, that
1: big success. I
0: remember her, her visibility growing. I remember it growing and growing and growing mm. and growing. Even from a press standpoint, even though she not really done that much, she's done a bits and pieces of, she's not, she's not like everywhere press wise. Yeah. But as Nick said, she, even before she became her, she had really been signed to, i say for a good, like six, seven years under her role name, Gabrielle Lawson, but yeah. it just wasn't popping. It
1: wasn't clicking because I remember she was in the uh, yeah she was in the early generation of young R and B starlets. Justine Sky was in videos with yeah. her, etc., etc. Like the yeah, do you know she was she was part of that she, generation? Yeah. So like
0: she's so before she became her, she was around, and that's why some and I think that's why she had so much support because people who were behind the scenes like Alicia Keys was a They loved her, her because they knew her from the just being behind the scenes in the industry. They knew yeah. who she was. Yeah, but something yeah. happened. In the last two years where it's just like as like Nick said, I think she's literally the definition of a Twitter ad.
1: Yeah. She's everywhere, Instagram ad, everything. So, is she
0: like in some Netflix film? And I'm just, I don't don't
1: even know about all that. (laughs) So, I don't know about all that. But whatever they're trying to do with her, that she's in every space now. And she was at the Golden Globes. I'm
0: like, her has not done the work to be at the Golden Globes.
1: (laughs) I think again, it's just again, it's like the climate we're in. So many artists are being fast forwarded. It's almost like it's a crazy dynamic. But I think, yeah, just to answer that question, that's what's going on. On with her um yeah and we'll see if she wins this category as well we'll see it's but um
0: best international act
1: best international act we've got aya nakamura yep. we all well i love her personally we've all actually expressed yes, like we, in yes, her yes, music definitely. so from france obviously if you didn't know burner boy obviously nigeria africa giant right now um diamond platinums from tanzania um M- Emicida, Emica, Emicida, I'm going to go with Emicida, I'm from Brazil, Heady One, Shortface Client, mm-hmm. um, UK, um, Wizkid, Nigeria, Young, hey. Young T, and Bug- great album, um, Young T and Bugsy, UK, um, and y- Yusufa, France, um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've definitely heard of this artist actually from France, but yeah.
0: He's done work of disclosure, I know Yeah,
1: yeah, I've definitely, seen the name's buzzing around, um, but... I want my girl, Nak- Aya Nakamura, I don't think she will grasp this one, unfortunately, Um, but I love Aya, like, oh, I love her, Breath of Fresh Air just released new music, I hope she's got an, like an EP or some of fumed thing coming out, but I still bump her, her, um, her last album, Red Cover, great piece of work. Um, and I'm still getting used to it, to be honest. But I do feel like we have a little bit of a, back, a battleground um, between the African giants. I do think it is a battleground between those two. I do think that anyone Wan and Young T and Bugsy are in the conversation, but you,
0: they won't know, win.
1: you know how Americans are with accents. I just don't feel like... They quite are going to get it. Do you know what? Young Team Bugs have a bit of a chance because of the TikTok thing. But still, I don't know if it's enough. But I do feel like it is a battleground between the Nigerians.
0: It's Burner Boy or Whiskey. So I do, we are going to see
1: think... what happens. We are going to see. It's exciting. But go I on, think,
0: I do think Burner Boy is going to win it. Because even though Whiskey's album was better, Burner Boy has definitely done more of the Ground playing work. the industry field. Because as we all know, Whiskey doesn't care yeah <laughs> i don't know he, that
1: he grew he grew old a couple of years ago when he faked that u.s accent and it did work you know he did yeah. that and then yeah but and um this, i this agree
0: with kid is like he's established like he will forever respect him and love him but burner boy he does the industry rounds like he'll promo he'll do the videos he'll diddy he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, and and he's obviously like he's obviously had a wild two years or so but african but uh, not african giant twice as tall was very mid <laughs> the, was a very mid album but yeah he's gonna win you know he's had the Beyonce thing last year he's had the Coldplay collaboration Stormzy you know he's with Stefflon Don. like you know everything that the things are just aligning lines
1: up perfectly
0: like on paper he is the perfect winner but in terms of music it should be Wizkid because Made in Lagos I'm still still playing that album still playing that album and i cannot wait to be inebriated at a summer function this year to mighty wine and of course the greatest song of all time essence featuring Terms. oh and of course blessed oh and look her was on the album surprise surprise
2: <laughs> i think we'll leave it there for today because i know some of us have things we have to do and stuff but um cool so that was the episode for today that was episode 12 and we spoke about all things current in music and culture um if there are things you kind of want us to bring up or songs you want us to listen to you know where to find us d-a-t-s-p-o-d sometimes i literally walk around my house and i just hear myself saying d-a-t-s-p-o-d in my head and it just drives me wild sometimes just let you guys know but that is our at you can find us on all streaming platforms or all social media um and just join the conversation if you can like I think the her discussion um was something that came randomly we didn't plan that we don't always plan those discussions um so let us know what you think about um her and her success and everything um I think we all made our points very clear so I won't go over it again but um we're always interested to hear what you guys think as well um just a reminder guys because you say this every season we have two episodes left of the of the podcast um until next season um so can you like just be aware of that because what always happens is episode 13 or 14 we say this is the last episode for the season and everyone's like what but yeah two more episodes left for this season um and that has been done at the stands we hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks please stay present and peace